Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox of Doctors Nutrition. We continue our journey to better health through proper nutrition, supplementation, and knowledge. And now, here are Drs. Fox and Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Welcome to the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And the Doctor's Nutrition Show is a show that Doc brought to you by Doctor's Nutrition so we can help you live healthy so you can be, be healthy. healthy. Right. Okay. Uh, Janine, I think we've got a really good one for him today. You know, um, in the past we've had some interesting subjects and so on, but today we've got one I think is very beneficial for everybody. It's about iron. Is right. it good or bad? And it makes a big difference because there, yes. there's the people out there that really need iron, and there's the people out there that really don't need iron. Now, there's a lot of and those. And there can be right. a huge difference. And that's one of those nutrients that we see that can play such a huge role either way, and you don't know unless you test it. That's the only way to find out. You know, we, we see an awful lot of folks come in, and, and they're taking iron. You know, and, and we look at them, and, you know, if, if it's a guy, I usually question, you know, okay, do you, have you had it tested? Do you know you need iron? Well, no, but I'm kind of tired, so, okay. What's funny is they all remember that really old commercial <laughs> yeah. that tells everybody to take iron. I think it was Geritol, right? It was, yeah. and they actually say, if you have iron-poor iron blood, blood right. you'll be fatigued. Yes. And there's no doubt, iron deficiency makes fatigue. It does. But honestly... Iron overload also makes fatigue. Yeah. And we see a lot of men with iron overload taking iron because they've been tired. And that is just making their problem way, way worse. worse. So yeah. that is a subject we decided to do because you don't see a lot of people doing shows on iron. Something so simple and something so essential. I mean, Very it is essential really. mm-hmm. to make blood. Mm-hmm. But it is also, if you have too much... You make too much blood, and you have really sluggish blood, and then it causes all kind of other problems. Well, I guess, you know, you know, we've been doing this for well over 20 years, the functional medicine thing, where we've seen a lot of lab work. And we've seen a lot of patients come in over those 20-some years that have actually got too much iron. A lot. A many. lot, actually. Many, many. And, and one it, probably a little story real quick, just that mm-hmm. tells us why we are so, we check iron a lot. Right. And a lot of people, especially men, is because back probably right when we got started, I mean, this was actually a long time ago. 20 some years ago. We had a patient that was one of ours mm-hmm. that came in. Now, her husband was not a patient, but she actually kept telling us symptoms that he had. Mm-hmm. And she kept telling us, you know, he has a weird smell to him. Mm-hmm. And then she came back a little bit later and said, he's turning a little yellow. And of course, we, of course, immediately said he has to have some lab work done. Yeah. Well, she, he kept saying no. He wouldn't do it. He mm-hmm. was 27 years old, yeah. construction worker, invincible, mm-hmm. didn't need to actually have any lab work done because there was nothing wrong with him. Right. And finally, 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 she convinced him to do it. So, you know, we gave him lab orders, and he never went. So he had never went and did lab work, and the next week we saw his obituary in the paper. That's right. And, actually, that, yeah. that happens just that quick, too. I mean, you know, that's the sad part about it. And we've seen so many others. I mean, you know, this poor guy was, like, say, 20. I think he was 28 when he died, so he was right yeah. at his birthday. But, you know, when you think about something so simple as iron. Right. And iron overload. And he had that. And he the, had What ended up happening was yeah. he had iron overload. Mm-hmm. We'd give him the order for lab work. He never went and did it. He, over the weekend, got really sick really fast. Mm-hmm. They went Wild to the emergency right. room. They found out his liver was failing. He mm-hmm. had too much iron. 
at the same time, his kidney started shutting down because the liver was going. Yeah. And they put him on dialysis for the kidneys, and he died. Yeah. And he actually, so that has stuck in our mind for all these years. You bet. I mean, when you see something like that, I mean, something that was, you know, we at least think, because we've had others that were in similar situations. Right. And, and when we did catch it and get them to uh, an, a hematologist fast enough, so that we could get that. Yeah, they corrected. were fine. Then they're fine. Right. And over yeah. the years, the hematologist actually around here tells us, man, y'all send more people to me. Yes. For iron overload than any doctor in town. And that's because we check for it. We check for and it. And I think, oh, we, yeah. like I said, we learned really fast. And it was actually, it was a patient that we really never even had. Right. But we knew about it. And we he was going to be a patient. Right. And it was too late. And yeah. so we, I guess we'll first talk about iron overload. Right. And that's what we're kind of, talk, kind of talking about now. So, yeah, that's um, the bad side of iron, so to speak. Bad side of iron. Mm-hmm. If you get too much iron, one of the main things that can cause is liver failure. And it sure can. Yeah. Now, but it, it actually starts accumulating in all your organs and tissues. and. Well, the liver is probably the primary organ of, of accumulation. And then, of course, you know, from there. And it does affect heart. It does they know heart. that a lot of muscles. times cardiac right. problems right. actually probably started with an iron overload and the person never knew they had it. Right. And most people with iron overload never know they have it. Right. You know, and because if you go and, and, and this is something that we want to warn you about, don't trust your healthy you. No. I mean, that's, you know, the healthy you is an absolutely worthless bunch of testing that they send. Well, it's not a bunch of testing. That's the problem. Well, that's the problem. Okay. So it's only a little bitty bit of testing, a tiny little bit of testing. And they say, oh, you're fine. No, you're not. Um, Potentially, you know, when they look at a healthy you, they might do a CBC. We've seen a lot of times here lately they don't. They'd only do a CMP. So they're only right. going to do so they're one not even doing a tests. CBC. No, and, and if you see uh, on a CBC, which is a complete blood count, uh, looking at white blood cell, red blood cell, et cetera, you might see an elevated uh, he- red blood cell or hemoglobin hematocrit. But if they that don't is do one that of the test, signs that's one of the signs of too much iron. But they may I not can do it. say, mm-hmm. in a few of the worst cases that we have found over the years, right, those people were anemic. They had low hemoglobin and hematocrit because the iron had gotten so overloaded that the marrow could not actually make blood anymore. As a matter of fact, I can think of we several. had one just this last week. Yes, we, we've seen several over the years, and like I say, one like a week or so ago, that uh, where the person that came in actually had an iron overload and yet they were vastly anemic and you know if you go to your family doctor they're going to look at you and say oh they're going to put you on iron they're going to put you on iron and that's the last thing in the world that you actually need right so what we tend to like to test Mm -hmm. for iron overload is you like to see the ferritin which is your stored iron iron, the stored iron is actually what causes the problems Um, iron in the bloodstream is not what starts depositing in other places causing severe problems no it is your ferritin which is your iron storage right so it does make a difference to actually check the ferritin now the symptoms that we see with iron overload definitely fatigue oh definitely i mean Mm -hmm. it can be fatigue it can be hair loss it can i mean just malaise um, so, All the symptoms of not having enough. Exactly. Really. So and that's the scary part. And I hate to say it, but 7% of all men have mm-hmm. iron overload. Yep. And so that's a lot of the population out there that has too much iron. Right. Now, in women, we normally, actually some of the worst ones we've ever seen are women. Yeah. But you don't see it until after menopause because, of Correct. course, women have built-in bleeding. Um, they actually bleed during their childbearing years, right. and that gets rid of iron. So even if they have a genetic predisposition mm-hmm. to not getting rid of iron 
they actually bleed and get rid of it during their childbearing years. So it's after menopause that we tend to see the worst problem in women. I'll tell you, in a little study, just kind of, you know, to make you guys feel a little bit better, they actually did a study. It's been some years ago now, and they, they took men who regularly gave blood or donated blood, and they found that those men who donated regularly actually had a 30% less chance for cardiovascular disease. Right. And if you go donate blood, it helps other people also. As well. So right. definitely giving blood for men is, I say, beneficial. The even, number one thing. Yeah, even really. if you don't have iron overload. Exactly. But many men do, so it's a good thing to do. Because actually, so. we hadn't talked about the treatment yet for iron overload, mm-hmm. and that's bleeding you. Yeah. So, you know, in olden times, they used to put leeches on you and let them kind of suck the blood out of you. Well, nowadays, we can do it with a needle and a bag, you know? Right. So, so <laughs> really, that's why we send a lot of people to the hematologist, because right. the hematologists actually take out blood, and they can monitor it, and they can see, okay, have we taken out enough? Can we need to take out more? And so, right. you know, and if somebody's mild, we have a lot of people that come in that have mild, high iron. I mean, it is high, but it's not extreme. Yeah, it's not extreme. So we have them just go give blood. Just go give right. blood. Iron-rich blood is a good donating blood. So that's fine. So we have we see both, but we do see a lot of this condition probably because we do check for it. We do, you know, but the, and so many times, you know, I'm just thinking of one particular gentleman that, that we've dealt with for many years. Um, he would always bring his lab work from his other physicians. And when he would, uh, his, his CBC would show a high red count and high hemoglobin hematocrit. And I, I, you know, I kept asking him about it. And he said, well, I'll, I'll go back and check. So finally, after you know, two or three times of this, uh, I said, look, you really need to have this iron checked. And he said, why? And I said, well, it's a possibility you could have, like, you know, too much iron. He didn't, didn't catch that. But I said, and there's a condition called hemochromatosis. Oh, my dad had that. Oh, well, for God's well, sake, let's genetic. go do it. Yeah. Okay, so he did. And sure enough, he has that condition. And now, and this, God, that's been 10 years ago or better. Uh, now he manages it. He's yeah. Uh, he, yeah he's, you, it's easy to manage if you yeah. know you have it. Right. So that's why we always say test and mm-hmm. then know if you have it. And the good thing, like I said, is it's very manageable. Not all iron overload is genetic hemochromatosis, but much of it is. A lot of it is. And yeah. so a lot of it is genetic. So mm-hmm. if you have it yourself and you're listening to this show, you need to have all your kids checked. I mean, oh, exactly. we always say check mm-hmm. them young, check them throughout the years because it might not show up for a while. And so, you know, it's something, but it can be even drinking too much can make iron overload. They've actually found that people that have liver problems due to alcoholism also tend to have iron overload. Well, the iron, the, the liver has to deal with so much of the, uh, you know, the ethyl alcohol that it, you know, has a problem dealing with all the other stuff it has to deal with, like iron, excess iron. Right. And, you know. and so, and if you have excess iron, let's talk about a few things you can do. We've already mm-hmm. talked about, you got to give blood. If yeah, it's severe, we go one. to hematologist. Also, drinking tea with your meals. Exactly. You know, that's something so simple. Now, we prefer you drink uh, the unsweetened tea. Exactly. Not sweet tea. Not sweet tea. (laughs) um, But drinking tea inhibits the absorption of iron. The tannins in there. The tannins in the tea. And even some of the coffee they've actually shown Mm -hmm. can inhibit the absorption of iron. So that is something that we recommend. Also, vitamin C helps the absorption of iron. So not overdoing vitamin c now normally we recommend a lot of vitamin c in most people but in someone with iron overload they really shouldn't take an excessive amount of c no or especially not with meals especially with meals Mm -hmm. exactly so okay i think we've talked about the iron overload now let's talk about the other end of the coin ah i don't have enough exactly Uh, which yep which we see 
many, many times. And in that case, it's usually your women in childbearing years. Typically. That is your most common anemia is women because they do bleed every month. And the older people. Well, the older people that either get to where they're not eating properly. properly. All right, true. They don't digest properly. They don't digest properly. Or they have some sort of little bleed somewhere that nobody knows about. Uh, you know, that, that does come up. You know, we see probably more of the issue of, of not eating meat, you know, whether it's the dental issues right. or, you know, they just don't uh, chew as well as they did when they were much younger. Or, you know, maybe they have a, a, a mild case of pancreatitis, yeah. from, you know, that, that, if, so they don't absorb well. And, of course, your mm-hmm. best sources of iron are going to be organ meat, which most people don't do it nowadays. And if you do, you want it to be organic. Um, or... Beef. L- liver is Red so meat. good. Yeah. People, you know, I I tell people that are anemic, I tell them, you know, do you eat? I ask them, you know, well, do you eat liver? Oh, God. I said, man, that's some good that's stuff. That's the best source. That's the best source, and it's really good if it's so fixed properly. So liver from pretty much almost any animal. Yeah, as long um, as it's organic. Right. As long as it's organic, because you don't want the chemicals nah, want and all the stuff nah. that they've given them. And also your real deep greens. Yeah, your dark, spinach especially. Right. Your dark leafy greens, spinach. Uh, and that's your best sources. Kale. And you really do see a lot of the elderly people not eat those foods. That's right. But then, okay, say you're eating those foods, eating it every day, mm-hmm. you're still anemic, which is yeah. a lot of the women we see. We see a lot of Having that. heavy cycles is probably one of the biggest reasons that we see women have iron deficiencies. Yeah, when you approach that perimenopausal thing where, you know, the cycles get a little heavier... And maybe even a little more frequent. Yeah, than we even could. see it though in teenagers. We which do. That's we see true. a lot. Teenagers don't eat right though. No, nowadays, let's face you can't it, actually yeah. got to admit. Um, yeah. So the teenagers we see a lot in, and we also see a lot in right before menopause because women start having really heavy cycles. Mm-hmm. And so either way, but the signs of iron deficiency definitely are fatigue, mental. I mean, you start forgetting. Memory mm-hmm. loss. Memory loss is a biggie. Depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge with an iron deficiency. Yeah. So people start having all these symptoms and they go to the doctor and get put on an antidepressant. Yeah, you know, oh God, Jenny and I, and we it, can't count how no. many times we've seen that one over the years. And if it's an iron deficiency, an antidepressant will not help you. No. The only thing that is going to help is iron. Because in those people, we do see a low hemoglobin hematocrit and sometimes red count as well. Right. And it, you don't get enough oxygen. So you're not getting enough oxygen to the brain. So mm-hmm. you start having all kinds of symptoms. You feel like you're going to pass out. You may even be passing out. You may even do that. Um, right? Like I said, and even one of the symptoms that we hear of, now not all people have it, is chewing ice. If you start chewing ice for no reason and you have a, a like, you have to have it, you need to have your iron checked. That's you need to of, have an iron panel yeah, and a ferritin checked. It's a primal instinct, but yes, it, is. it, it does happen. And, and we've seen that, you know, way too many times over the years. And, uh, you know, if a person's doing that, you know, it's definitely time to... And I just mentioned the hemoglobin hematocrit being low. Now, one of the things a lot of the new research is pointing to, you don't have to have hemoglobin hematocrit low to be iron deficient. And we're finding that a lot. lot. Um, They've been to their doctor over and over and over again, and they do a CBC, and the hemoglobin hematocrit are normal, so nothing's found. When we do lab work, if we add the iron panel and we add the ferritin, we're Mm -hmm. seeing low iron, low ferritin, but normal hemoglobin hematocrit. You're still going to have the symptoms of an iron deficiency. That's true. And so the iron is very important. What's weird about iron is it can be so good... And so bad. That's true. And we tell people, you really need it in order to build blood. If you get too much, it's an oxidant. You hear of all the antioxidants. And it is an oxidant in the people that have too much. So it can cause huge amounts of problem having too much. But there's huge amounts of problems not having enough. Well, you rust on the inside if you get too much. I mean, think about it. So we tell people, 
testing is the only way. And we, oh, yeah. you know, we talk about it over and over doing our blood test. We can do blood tests in most of the states, not all. And so call us. Um, let's see what you need. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing is to call, see what you might need, see what your symptoms are, and then kind of go from there. But we've told you kind of the symptoms of an iron deficiency. And definitely the treatment for iron deficiency is iron. It is. Now, it's the opposite kind of of the too much iron when it comes to C. Mm-hmm. You want to do extra C to mm-hmm. absorb your iron. You want to do, you don't want to do tea with your meals because you don't want to inhibit the absorption of the iron. That's right. Now, another big problem we're seeing today in all people, not just women in childbearing years, that's causing iron deficiencies is the PPIs. Yes. Which is the proton pump inhibitors. Yeah, like your Nexium. Let's go ahead and say Nexium, Prolisec. Protonics. All your acid reducers. Right. What it's doing is reducing your acid and you can't absorb your iron from your food. That's true. And so we've seen some people have these chronic iron deficiencies that cannot be fixed. And their doctor never even thinks it's the drug they're taking that's causing it. And when they come to us, of course, we look at what they're taking and say, well, this is what the cause is. <laughs> and unless they get off of it, they're probably not going to absorb their iron properly. That's very and true. so there's a lot of stuff to iron deficiencies. And there really are. Well, and I think, you know, this is where you know, Janine and I come in or Dr. Bull. He's in our staff. Yeah, too. Dr. Bull, too. Yeah. Uh, our staff is there. And, and we're capable of helping you determine, is this something I have to have? Is this something I need to avoid? And if so, how do I go about all that? Right. What do I have to do? That's what sets us apart at Doctors Nutrition versus a lot of the right. companies. And another thing I hear stuff. from a lot of women, with they know they have an iron deficiency. Mm-hmm. It's been established. They know it. They're still not taking it. Well, I'm it like, causes constipation. Yes. They all say it causes constipation. Mm-hmm. I don't feel well when I take it. There's mm-hmm. all these things that it causes. Well, a lot of times the problem is the doctors prescribe ferrosulfate. When people Horrible. actually have, Horrible. and that's the worst absorbable yeah. form of iron you can get. And your prescription iron is not necessarily the best. It's actually probably the worst. True. Um, so in our, what we use, we have two different products that we use that are really good absorption for iron. Mm-hmm. One is OptiFE. And it is what they call a bisglycinate. It is meaning two. So it has two glycines right? attached to an and glycines iron. Glycines and amino acid. Mm-hmm. So it's technically it's an amino acid chelate. If mm-hmm. you look at what it is. Exactly what it is. Um, so it's bound to amino acids. So the body absor- readily absorbs the amino acid, which makes it very easily absorbs the iron. And if you absorb your iron, then you don't tend to get constipated. And you don't it. have to have as much. No, it's a much lower it. dose. Because right. people come in and say, well, I'm taking 100 milligrams and this is only 28. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but the 28 we have is probably stronger than the 100 that you're taking. Actually, the, a lot of them are taking the, the old ferrous sulfate, which is 365 or something like that. Yeah. It's huge. And, and definitely going to cause constipation. That'd constipate a cow. And and the thing about it is, is if it's doing that, and they think they look at ours, which is 35 milligrams, 30 milligrams. Of, no, it's of 28. A, what, 28? Technically okay, 28. 28. But still, 28 milligrams of actual uh, gl- iron. iron. And But it also has some vitamin C. It does. It has your vitamin C for absorption. It, it has, has your B12. As methylcobalamin. It does. And then it has your folic acid as methylfolate. Methylfolate, right. So it's all in absorbable forms that the right. body can use. Exactly. And so that is a very, very absorbable form of iron. Now we have another iron that's called iron response. And mm-hmm. it is a food-based iron. Right. It's, it's like, like your concentrated spinach. And I was going to say, it's like eating food. your spinach. Okay, right. Yeah. And it is also 28 milligrams of iron per pill. Right, right. And it, again, very absorbable. Um, more expensive than our OptiFE. Right. So I always tell people, either one will work, but the iron response costs more when you get a food-based iron. 
Um, and of course, our OptiFE is food based, but it more is an yeah. isolate. It doesn't still have the characters of the food with it to where the iron response does. Right, it does. It's sort of like eating a bowl of spinach. Right. Or something so like, yeah. we have both. We have mm-hmm. very good forms of iron. Mm-hmm. It does not tend to constipate. If for some reason it does, which we can't say never, but it's That's very true. much less likely than the other iron, we add magnesium. Yes. So there's a simple fix for it. And so you don't want to not take your iron if you know you're iron deficient, which we see so many people. Yes, do. we do. You know, so you know, like say if you're iron deficient or if you've got too much, you know, give us a call at Doctors Nutrition. It's 800-824-0194. Check us out on the web, too, at doctorsnutrition.com. Just spell it out, D-O-C-T-O-R-S, doctorsnutrition.com. Also, like us on Facebook. Yeah, I'll do that. That's a funny little thing. Just click that little like button, and it goes from there. You know? And soon we're going to be on Instagram yeah, and Twitter, and, and we're working on that right now. Yeah, if... if, if uh, the, President Trump has Twitter, we can, right? <laughs> That's right. right. So we're going to do it too. Okay. So hopefully this helped you understand your iron just a little bit better or whether you have too little too much or whether you just need to know what have I got. So give us a call at Doctors Nutrition and we'll help you out with that. And for now, we want you to live healthy and be healthy. Thank you all from Doctors Nutrition. We'll see you next time. So long. And thanks for listening to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox, a presentation of Doctors Nutrition. Please call our toll-free customer service number, 1-800-824-0194, for more information or with any questions you may have. Find out more online. Log on to DoctorsNutrition.com. Find the archive of shows and articles at DoctorsNutritionMedia.com.